ore e kiti atu e runga rawa he maungarongo ki rungi te mata o te whenua he whakaaro pai ki ngā tāngata katoa. Tēnei te miha tūnei ki a koe te tuakana e Scotty nga hau i whakatūnei te arawhata nei ki tō tātou kaihanga. Nō reira, kā nui te miha tūnei ki a koe. Tēnei te miha tūnei ki a kōrua nei ko Hamish, nga kōrua māua nei ko taku ātirikona. Nō reira, kā nui te miha tūnei ki a kōrua. Nā nō te pai anō te āhua reka o te nuhanga o ngā teina o ngā tuakana i rungi te whakaoro o tei. Nō reira, kei te atirikona e Don. E hoa, nā Scotty te tono ki a haramai, ki te tautoko nei te hairinga nei o tēnei rōpū. Nō reira, ko e nā hoki nei te karanga nei o te atua, Kia hau nei, ki ta noho nei, ki ta taha nei o te huna taiohi, ki ta tautoko nei te... Tēnei mea te kauhau nei te rongopai ki te ao katoa. Nō reira, kā nui te mihatu nei, kia koutou katoa e aku tuākana, tuāhine e roto i a te koraiti. Ko te manu e kai ana nei i te mero nōna te ngahere. Ko te manu e kai ana i te mātauranga nōna te ao. Ko te manu e kai ana i te rongopai nōna te oranga. Nō reira, tēnei te mihatu nei kia koutou katoa, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou katoa. Well, I think, thank you, Scotty, for your prayer, for your very warm welcome from you and Hamish and others here and Archdeacon Don I blinked when I saw you come in the door but then of course I shouldn't because I know that you've had a close association with this group and the Blueprint have attended a number of services, I understand, at Pipitea Marae. So it's great that those links have been made. And he kite ngā kanoe i hoki ngā whakaaro Nei, ka hoki ngā mahara nei kia ngāti porau. Nā tērā nei o ngāti porau, a koro Jews, nei taku 
taku kai whakaako tuatahi i te wā i haere ai a hau nei ki te ki te whare wānanga o Wikitoria i reira nei akoro nāna a hau i poipoi nāna a hau i ako nei tō tātou reo me nā he hapa ako nā ku te he e hara nā koro nō reira from here e te tāna te kōrero e kitenga kono just wanted to acknowledge Don here. It is true that I am Ngāti Raukaua and we're in a confederation with Te Ati Aua, Ngāti Toa, Rangatira. Well, I'm actually both Ngāti Raukaua and Ngāti Toa from Takapu Wahia. But my very first real teacher was was uh, a Ngāti Parau uh, by the name of Koro Jews, who was my lecturer at uh, Victoria uh, in 1971. Uh, it does seem a little while ago now. E hoa, e hoa e te Taranaki Mauna, ka nui te mihi atu nei ki a koe nei tatua kana. Tua tatu mai nei ki ki te tautoko ngā ngā mahi a te rōpū nei ki te tautoko te kaupapa nō reira tēnei te tautoko a ke nei ngā mihi a te nei ki a koe If you don't mind, I'm going to seat be seated, but I'm not going to join you on the floor As I look around it's really you know, when you start to acknowledge individuals, it's uh, it's a little bit risky. Because uh, I see Richard and Diana here, and uh, we've known one another for a number of uh, number of years. There are others here um, whom I have known. There's a Rukul Kathala here somewhere, um, who's uh, uh, whose mum, of course, Julie. I was at St John's College uh, with. Um, when was that? Uh, 1992. Uh, <laughs> it does seem a little while ago now. And, uh, you weren't even a twinkle in Julie's eye then. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Scotty, thank you for inviting me to, to come along. Um, it's, it's an honour for me to be here. Uh, and uh, I'm just a messenger. I'm here, I guess, to bring some messages uh, 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 to you. I went along to the New Wine uh, Festival uh, in a couple of years ago, with wanting to hear from the Lord what you know. What what is God's plan? What is what does God want me to do? Uh, and I got a real, a, a very clear uh, message from. Uh, how many of you have been to New Wine Festival? Okay, a few of you. I highly recommend it. It's, of course, in January in um, at Kapiti uh, um, College. It's, it's not too far away. Um, but I went there expecting a, a, um, a message from God, uh, and, I, and I got a message. And the messages were quite... As a result of everything that uh, happened, the, all the speakers, the... 
you know, praise and worship the, and so on. Everything that happened, the fellowship, um, and the two messages um, were very, very clear. One, finish the race well. Number two, hand on the baton well. So when you offered, you know, asked me, well, would, would I like to come along? Um, I, I said, uh, well, uh, it was very clear to me that here was yet, in a way, um, a, uh, an opportunity to, uh, to share with you and to pass on the baton, uh, hopefully, well, hopefully. Um, uh, Archdeacon uh, Don, um, uh, our generation, um, uh, we have, I guess, had a season, an interesting uh, season in the church, and, uh, uh, but it is certainly my fervent hope that the gospel will continue to be preached in this land, in this Benoit, uh in this part of the world, more uh, 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 forever and a day. So um, uh, it's uh, it, uh, it is, uh, as I said, uh, a real blessing uh, for me to to be here. Um, I I'm on a journey, uh, and um, I uh, like all of you. I I am challenged daily um, to discern God's plan for my life. Uh, and of course, the other challenge is to cooperate with it. <laughs> um, it's uh, you know you can say, Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? You know which path should I go down? Uh, and then suddenly you hear quite clearly the path. Lord, are you sure? <laughs> are, are you really sure that this is you know where you're calling to me? You know, me to go. Um, are you absolutely 100% certain? <laughs> um, and of course, it, you know, it does take it does take um, courage to to step out, step out in faith. Um, I uh, uh, was born in Levin. Uh, any people from Levin here? I've just been there. Any people from Horofenua here? Right. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, somebody from Horofenua? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to meet her. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done in the Horofenua, uh, actually. Um, uh, certainly among my own uh, iwi, uh, among Ngāti uh, Raukaua. In Ngāti Raukaua, um, we've got, a, we've got um, some real debates going on about Kōraititanga. Uh, you know, and it goes something like this. Um, the church is only an agent of colonisation. The missionaries were at the vanguard of that. The missionaries stole the land, uh, they attacked our culture, committed cultural genocide, um, they uh, tricked our ancestors, <coughs> and uh, furthermore, they uh, just they only brought the white man's God anyway. 
So if you want to be tuturu Māori, forget all this Christian stuff uh, and mihoki ki ngā atua Māori. Go back to traditional Māori spirituality. And that's a big debate, a really big debate, which is happening in among our iwi. As my generation and older generations uh, move off the scene, there's a younger generation, which has been on a cultural recovery track. Um, now, I've got to be very careful here because I don't want to give you the impression that all of Ngāti Raukawa has uh, ditched <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but the reality is, on a Sunday morning at Rangiatea Church in Otaki, the church that um, Chiropraha sowed the seed uh, uh, for that church. Um, of course, Martin Fifi and Tamihana Taropraha, uh, when Tarore's uh, Gospel of Luke um, arrived in front of them, of course, they were just, they were bowled over. You know, they'd never ever heard this combination of, of words before. You know, um, Arohaina Oahua Fofai, Okoto Hua Fofai, Arohaina Okoto Hua Fofai. Love your enemies. They had never ever heard that combination of words ever before. Uh, and it's just amazing that it was the Gospel of Luke, you know, in the 1830s that, that, um, that arrived here. And that particular uh, message, of course, from Luke 6. Um, so. Uh, there's a history, of course, um, at Rangiatea, which, of course, was opened in, in 1849 uh, for services. Um, uh, Tamihana Taropraha and Martin Fifi, uh, of course, as I said, were um, impacted uh, by the gospel uh, to such an extent that they wanted to know more. Um, and of course, they they trekked three three weeks um, to the Bay of Islands to uh, to where, of course, the Reverend um, Henry Williams, uh, Karu Fa, uh, was based, and, and the other CMS uh, missionaries. Uh, they didn't travel by Air New Zealand with a rental at the car, at the airport. Uh, it took three weeks to get there. You've got to be intentional. And, you know, this young guy came up to me one day and said to me, oh, Rangi, we thought that you, this is when I was um, lecturing uh, at Canterbury, and he said to me, oh, we thought that you were, you know, you were quite a good lecturer until what you said about the missionaries. And I said, oh, yeah. Um, because I, 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 I just acknowledged the missionaries, I, you know, and, um, and he said, oh, no, no, the missionaries tricked our ancestors. And <coughs> um, some days, um, are you a bit like me, some days you have a bit more patience than on any other days? Or does your patience sort of quotient, you know, just remain at a sort of a... Uh, um, well, uh, I said to him, well, okay, uh, the missionaries may have tricked your ancestors, 
but quite frankly, I give mine a great deal more credit than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I thought about it, you know, perhaps I could soften, soften the message just a little bit, you know, soften it a little bit. You know. And uh, and I actually, uh, I went home and I repented of that. I said, yeah, Lord, that you know, I needed perhaps have couched that a little, a, a bit more kindly, you know. But, but it was really a response to hearing that message time and time again, because I find that message actually quite demeaning, demeaning of my ancestors, that they didn't have the nous to work out, they didn't have the sort of the intellect, and I'm not willing to demean their intellect their their um, power of agency uh, to to interact with an, with another whakapono. Um and <coughs> I have um, I just I struggle with some historians of course who uh, you know who give the impression that the missionary turned up uh, and there was kind of whole whole scale conversion broke out uh, and. Uh, and, you know, and, and really there wasn't um, a high level of agency either by Māori. But I think the reality was, um, given the situation in the you know, 1830s, 1840s, uh, the musket wars, the, the number who had been affected by diseases, um, uh, the amount of change that was uh, occurring at the time, uh, it was, you know, people... Um, you know, uh, Tamihana and Martine were they were tired of warfare. Actually, when when the Gospel of Luke arrived in this region, you know, th um, the ground had already been tilled. You know, it wasn't by accident that it, it just, you know, that those seeds fell on on fertile soil. So, um, yeah. Uh, what, what happened, I believe, is that um, that traditional spirituality grafted on the um, grafted the uh, uh, that uh, that new spirituality that 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 those gospel messages of of uh, of of, of ju um, aroha, justice, and peace. Uh, they, they, it was grafted off, and it was uh, it was the perfect timing. Of course, as is often the case with the Lord, isn't it? God's perfect, God's perfect um, timing. So, uh, yeah, um, the so there's a, a real history uh, there at at Rangiatea, uh, Taropraha planted the seeds, uh, Ngāti Raukawa supported it, um, chopped down those, you know, the tall trees and, and so on. Um, Octavius Hadfield, of course. Uh, Octavius Hadfield, uh, in, in a number of you, do you, how many of you know his story? Octavius Hadfield. A number, kia ora. Of course, you know, when, when Tamihana Taropraha and Martin Kibifi got up to up north uh, to the Bay of Islands and they made the tunnel, they made the request for a missionary to come down here. 
Um, and I have to give the, I, I don't want to give you the impression that it was all um, for spiritual reasons either that they came. Um, at that time, I think Tadopraha thought it was probably quite good for business um, as well. So it was sort of, it's quite a kind of holistic re response, if I can put it that way. Uh, um, and, you know, and, and these people were, had a, you know, a great sense of their own uh, mana, I guess, uh, their, uh, their ability to make uh, decisions, uh, to read situations, uh, to strategize. Um, so uh, uh, they, they made their request, of course, to Henry Williams and the others, and, uh, and, and Hadfield said, well, look, uh, you know, I, uh, perhaps I don't have a, you know, a long time to live because of his, uh, he had a number of serious health issues and um, his view was, oh well, what the heck, you know, I might, I might as well die down here as <laughs> die up there. So uh, he, he came down, of course, wasn't actually with Ngāti Rokoa for very long uh, before um, already the, the very first thing happened uh, to him. He was only here, I think, a few days. Um, and uh, and this tohunga um, wasn't impressed by this newcomer uh, who was intruding on his territory. Uh, and this tohunga um, uh, stood up uh, and he cursed uh, Hadfield. There was in Ngāti Rokoa sort of a collective <gasps> gasp. You know, uh, when a tohunga cursed you, no, wasn't good news, <laughs> uh, if I can put it that way. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, people were looking at the Tohunga, people were looking at Hadfield, uh, wondering, oh, well, this is an interesting. You know, here are these to two to Tohunga, uh, you know, we've had a, a reaction from, uh, from our local man. And, um, and uh, as I said, there was this kind of collective gasp. And uh, a few days after this curse by this tohunga, um, the tohunga killed over and died. Um, I have to say, um, uh, Hatfield certainly had the attention. Of <laughs> <laughs> got the attention of Ngāti Rokoa uh, there. Uh, perhaps this guy's got something. <laughs> you know. yeah, but perhaps we better listen you know, to, to what he's got to say. Uh, and and, and I, I guess you know, we could talk about mana and tapu and, uh, and so on. So you know, he, he kind of, in a sense, in terms of his mission, got off to a, with a little bit of a hiss and a roar, <laughs> if you can put it that way. Um, but, uh, of course, he came down here, Hadfield, he established a relationship with Taropraha. Uh, there's still debates in, among Ngāti Roko about, you know, whether, you know, Taropraha died as a Christian uh, or not. Um, and that church, of course, was opened in 1849. How many years ago is that now? It's a while. 
Uh, have you got a mathematician in the house? No. Uh, it seems a little on the low side. Sorry? Did you say 1949? 190. No. Well, I'm asking you actually because... 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say 1849 or... Yeah, uh, I, think I think we're all right here. I, I have to confess, I struggle with mathematics. Uh, and all right, okay, I'm going to confess this. I failed school certificate mathematics. Oh, well, Lord, you still did something with my life. Um, uh, so, you know, there's been this association that, that um, you know, a series of, of ministers, of course, since uh, Hadfield. Uh, during the two world wars, of course, um, the place was Choka, Rangiati. How many of you have been to Rangiati Church in Otaki? Well, I'd encourage you to, to come along. And perhaps it might be that Blueprint might come up to Rangiati um, on uh, uh, one Sunday. Um, uh, well, it, uh, at the moment, actually, um, Don, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but um, <laughs> um, you've heard of the 12 disciples. <laughs> um, well, we gather at Rangiatia on a Sunday morning. Are the 12 disciples. Um, but apparently numbers don't count, do they? No. No. Um, you know, with, oh, well, only the, the number two or three. Um, and occasionally I've drawn upon that piece of scripture. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a, a, a minister, actually, this is some, not something, you know, so, you know, that place is absolutely packed when we have tongues. Absolutely packed. But for some reason, Ngāti often have something else to do at nine o'clock. Um, on a Sunday morning, um, and actually we're exploring the possibility of of doing something else. Uh, perhaps changing the time uh, might be might be a good move. Um, yeah, five o'clock. That, that that might be a good time. <laughs> it sure is probably a little bit warmer then because um, uh, you know. I'm sure, actually, if the temperature drops below a certain level, it's actually not good for your health. Is that, is that right? Well, what about when you speak, the steam comes out of your mouth? You know, does that, uh, would that be sort of an indication? Uh, and for some reason, quite a number of Ngāti don't want to get up in the middle of winter and to be there when the steam comes out of your mouth. Uh, but, um, and this is not a new phenomenon, actually. Um, in, uh, uh, during the two world wars, uh, uh, has anybody heard of a, a Māori priest called Tiki Romati? Uh, a few, yeah, a, perhaps a few people, yeah. 
the man from Taranaki. Uh, uh, yeah, Tiki, um, I hold Tiki <coughs> totally responsible for me going to St. John's College, actually, because he signed the papers, my archdeacon at the time, uh, Tiki, Tiki Raumati. Um, and uh, Tiki, uh, Tiki was preaching, he preached very memorable sermons, and one of them um, was at Rangiatea as he surveyed the empty pew. Um, and he said, oh, um, uh, yeah, look, 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 these seats are empty. Uh, but do you, do you know that um, during the two world wars, this is Tiki speaking, that during the two world wars, this place was chocker. There was standing room only. So Tiki's view was, in order to fill the place up, what we need is another world war. <laughs> uh, and he said, look, let's just chuck in a couple of plagues for good measure. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure about that particular... Uh, uh, but it, it's amazing, though, isn't it, that people... When they're in with their, you know, got their backs up against the wall, uh, are really, um, you know, there, there seems to be no way forward, uh, and the only way forward uh, is uh, through the Lord. There's no other. There's no other way. Um, Okay, well, that's just by a little, a little way, um, um, some introduction uh, uh, to me. Um, you know, um, when I give my pepeha, though, um, it's a kind of um, bittersweet uh, pepeha. Um, uh, the Tararua Maunga, uh, the Tararua Rangers are still there. And um, uh, in quite large sections of those are, are still relatively pristine. Uh, but um, uh, the Manawatu River, however, uh, is one of the most polluted rivers in the whole of the country. When my father went um, Ealing, in the Manawatu River in the 1930s, uh, the water was, you know, it was very clear. Uh, now you wouldn't even put your toe into the Manawatu River. Uh, it's it, it's incredible what what has happened uh, to that to that place. Um, I was just talking with Richard um, earlier about in Horopenua we have major um, uh, climate. Or, well, major environmental issues. Um, you know, if you pour um, untreated sewerage into a lake, um, you know, it's going it, to... Well, actually, it was our breadbasket. It was our kai place, uh, the, uh, the Horofenua, Lake Horofenua, and the Hokio stream, which uh, went from the lake to the coast, uh, was uh, where we got our kai, where we got... Uh, tuna, we've got um, kākahi, which are little kōra, um, 
uh, crayfish, freshwater crayfish, and so on. So, um, yeah, uh, it's really sad what's happened uh, in Horofenua with the lake, of course, so polluted now. Uh, some people would probably describe it as almost dead. Um, uh, sadly, that uh, the you know the district councils for the Kapiti Coast decided to put um, their uh, rubbish tip uh, at Hokior Beach, uh, which is uh, they gave various undertakings which they didn't follow through on environmentally. Uh, uh, the possibility of this case going before the environmental court, which uh, um, <coughs> uh, I'm a Nicholson, where the Nicholsons come from, Ngāti Pareraukaua, uh, and our whānau has been uh, engaged with the Horofenua District Council uh, for quite some time over that particular environmental uh, issue. Um, we had a pig farm right next door to the marae, so there's a few pigs, um, but um, you know, when, it, when it grew to a thousand plus pigs um, and all the effluent and so on, uh, 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 of course some of it drained into, this, into the street. The smell was so um, overpowering and the number of flies, of course, if, if you, you know, when you had visitors to come to the uh, to the marae and um, you wanted to offer, you know, of course, kai and so on. Um, you had to make sure that, you know, all the kai was covered, you know, because of the flies uh, that were there. So, um, yeah, we've, we've uh, and the latest um, environmental issue for us is Kopitoroa Stream. All the runoff from Levin is going to go into the stream, which is then going to go through this wetland. Um, our hapu have been trying to restore uh, and uh, yeah and of course it's going to flow into the into the polluted Manawatu uh, river so I'm a bit uh, you know when I talk about my pepeha uh, Manawatu river I'm a bit you know I'm a bit uh, mm. but uh, uh, it, it, I have mixed feelings about that because of what's happened um, how many of you know your pepeha? How many of you, you could tell me which part of the country you are from and so on? Okay. Well, look, um, you've been sitting listening to me for a little while, so and, uh, what I'd like to do now um, is to, uh, this is a little task for us, and we've got a nice, um, it's going to be interesting, we might need to share, share uh, move some of the furniture to the side, um, but I but I would like us, uh, what I'd like you to just to do now um, is to, just going to give you a couple of minutes to think about the part of Aotearoa New Zealand that means the most to you. In other words, the, the town or the settlement uh, that nurtured you the most, that showed you the most uh, unconditional love, the most uh, unconditional aroha. Okay, so, uh, and uh, what I'd like to do is, uh, of course,
uh, we're a nation, so um, unlike uh, the, uh, um, uh, I think South is down that way, isn't it? Yeah. North is up that way. So I'd like from the tip of the North Island to be up that end, uh, and then we'll just stand, and you're going to have to talk to people. So where are we going to decide that the Cook Strait is? Is that sort of somewhere about here? Okay, Taiwan. Taiwan, sorry. Actually, um, I need to explain to you what we're going to do now so everybody is crystal clear. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I, I should have explained in another life um, I was a high school teacher. Uh, in another life, I was an adult uh, education person. So, um, uh, the tip of the North Island, Taranga, is uh, up that end. Uh, uh, those doors there are at the bottom of the South Island. Uh, down there, this is kind of about the Cook Strait. Um, we may not be able with all the people here, you might have to cluster in groups of um, two or three, but I'm just going to give you five minutes to work out your place uh, as you move up the country and, and down the country. Now this is a conscious decision from you, um, acknowledging the place that God has created in your heart for the, 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 the whenua that has been most nurturing and loving for you in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Okay? So I'm going to give you five minutes or so. It's going to get a bit noisy in here. Um, and, uh, and do you think it'll take us five minutes or it's going to take us longer? I think it's heavy. It could take less. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> okay, well, all right then, four minutes. <laughs> uh, are we all sorted, are we? Uh, pretty much. Uh, okay, um, now where's the cock straight to me? Uh, okay, here. It seems that... Um, the South Island is rather lightly populated, um, and that the North Island is rather heavily populated. Okay, would you like us to have a seat, just wherever you happen to be in the nation? I'm in Lale. Okay. Um, uh, Otaki, whereabouts are you? Otaki, um, uh, about, about here. Uh, Levin, yeah, I need to move closer to Levin. Excuse me, let me hear that. Right, okay. Um, now down there in is Far, 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 as far as we go, is it? 
Okay, right, okay. Um, down the other end, right down the end, can you, how far south have we got? In the cargo. Oh, in the cargo. Let's give cargo a break We don't want you to feel that you're being forgotten. Okay, no. Um, and one of my heroes, Richard, of course, is a certain mayor. Is that um, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, look. Uh, um, yes, I confess that I'm from Levin. Uh, uh, actually, north of Levin, in a small rural community called Brokapa. That's where my great grandparents farmed. They had um, a little dairy farm and a sheep farm. Uh, but that's only um, part of the story uh, for me uh, because I also have a Naitahu uh, connections. Uh, and uh, uh, in, uh, just in, uh, out of Christchurch, where's Christchurch? Okay, thank you. Banks Peninsula, uh, Little River, Akaroa. Uh, that's Ngāti Rekehu, Tapu of, of uh, Ngaitahu. And the amazing thing is, in, um, in Bates Peninsula, they chopped down all the trees. They had a roaring um, timber industry in, uh, in, on the Bates Peninsula, and then declared certain natives landless. Um, and it's called the South Island Landless Natives Act, um, and uh, was decided. Uh, actually, yes, we must make some kind of compensation uh, for the land taken. Um, so we were given land at the bottom of the South Island, <laughs> right down uh, past Invercargill, uh, right down to Tuapatapere. Uh, a little block of land bordering Fiordland National Park. Um, a little, uh, just a little bit of distance uh, from Banks Peninsula. At the top of the South Island, um, we have uh, our connections uh, there with uh, Rangitane, uh, Ngati Kuata, Ngati Toa at the top. Sorry, uh, this is just, I'm just reading the nation from my personal uh, point of view. Uh, now, what about the East Coast? Where's um, Hawke's Hawks Bay? Hawke's Bay, great. Uh, yeah, I've got connections. Uh, Hawke's Bay, Paki Paki, uh, Stella Hastings, Tangoyo, north of Napier, uh, Mohaka, uh, Rauponga, up, up that end. Um, yeah, so that, that's it. Uh, that's in terms of my whakapapa uh, and my, my connections. Uh, but that's on the Māori side. Uh, I want to tell you now a little bit about the Pākehā side. Um, and I'm going to uh, begin in the north, actually uh, beyond Whangarei, uh, take a, a left turn and head for the Hokianga. Uh, in 1834, uh, my great great grandfather, um, William Woon, Woon, W O O N is Cornish uh, name, he arrived uh, as a missionary uh, in the north. 
Uh, he'd been to Tonga with his wife. Um, he was a printer by trade, did some of the first printing of scriptures in the Tongan language in Nukuanalofa. It kind of didn't agree with his uh, wife, so he uh, they decided, oh, well, perhaps they should go back home. Um, I've read his diaries. Um, what's the equivalent today of leaving your whanau, your loved ones, your friends, hop, hoping on a, you know, hopping onto a boat, not sure actually how seaworthy the boat is, um, traveling to the utter ends of the earth. Well, I'm just wanting the equivalent today. Going to the utter ends of the earth. And, um, and of course, you know, when you arrive, you're not quite sure what kind of reception you're going to get. Um, so, you know, in terms of mission, being a missionary, it's, it's you know, what a, what a leap of faith. Huge leap of faith. And my great-great-grandfather was a printer, printer by trade. Uh, and of course he, uh, but he wasn't Anglican. Uh, but the next best thing, okay. so that, um, uh, he, was, he was a Wesleyan. Uh, oh, well you can go the other side, to, uh, to the Catholic connections, to the Wesleyan connections. Um, so he uh, arrived as a missionary in 1834, um, was there, uh, at the second signing of the treaty. Of course, on the 6th of February uh, at, uh, in the Bay of Islands, I had the signing of the treaty. On the 12th, uh, you know, it took a few days to get from, you know, across the Hokianga. They had the largest signing of the treaty of Waitangi at Mangu, which was uh, the uh, centre uh, for the Wesleyan Missionary Society. Okay, well, um, I'd just like you to have a little um, chat in a, in a minute to, um, uh, you know, you've already got things in common, you know, um, all of you, um, because the, the fact that you're in groups, you know, who, who uh, come from the same sort of area as yourself, so, um, and I was thinking in groups of three or four, I'd just like you to, to um, have a little discussion about the Treaty of Waitangi. Um, and um, and the, the question I want to ask is this. Um, should the, you know, what, you know, in the 21st century today, what should be the church's Role as far as, as the Treaty of Waitangi is concerned. Now, you might say, on the one hand, well, look, that's past history, you know, let's kind of get over that stuff. On the other hand, you might have some role that you think the church should So, um, in groups of three or four in your geographical, and, and so I'm asking now the nation uh, to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you're having, we're, we're on several levels here. We're, we're talking personally and we're talking nationally. Um, but I'm also talking to you as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, 
you know, I'm sure I've even been sharing with you the fact that I'm a, a descendant of a missionary. Um, anyway, just to park that question to one side, um, what I'd like you to tell me or to discuss in your groups is, well, okay, all right, I'll put it this way. Um, next year is 2020. We have 20 years before 2040, which is the bicentenary um, of the treaty. So where does the church stand in all of this stuff, you know, the treaty stuff, uh, in 2019 or Okay? So just give you a few minutes and group to four. So just just turn around and talk to those three or four and groups of three or four. Um, we're just touching by, you know, we have a, a, a sort of a recorder here which um, registers the noise levels. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the decibels sort of went up there. On, uh, and uh, uh, great uh, that you entered into that um, discussion. Uh, I was asked a really intelligent question, uh, and that is. Um, uh, what do I mean by the church? And, uh, and my instant response was, oh, the body of Christ. Um, I, I just assumed, of course, uh, that um, uh, Scotty, and because um, our time is so short, I just assumed that every person who is gathered here this evening is a committed follower of Jesus Christ. I just assumed that. Is that a fair enough assumption to make? Um, Actually, there's a few dodgy ones down here. Oh, 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 in Chicago and Southland are still with us. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, North of Auckland, you're okay there. Right, very good. Um, okay, well, uh, I, I would be interested, of course, to hear. I mean, I'd like to have been present at all the conversations. Um, uh, but I, I have um, three passions. Um, uh, I, I believe them to be God-given passions. Uh, the first, I have a passion for the gospel uh, and uh, for getting the gospel message out there. The second uh, passion that I have uh, is for Te Reo, Te Taonga i Kukumiko i that Te Reo, um, uh, in 1971, I came to be a student at Victoria University. Um, and this was confession time, Archdeacon. Uh, and <laughs> I'll get you pronounced absolution very soon. Uh, that um, uh, I arrived at Victoria University in 1971, and the sum total of my Māori. I think it's quite a generous assessment. Um, it was probably four words. Uh, it was Kiora and no, she's more than Kiora. Six. Um, Tahi Lua Tori Fa. 
so I myself have been on a kind of cultural recovery journey um, since the, uh, well, we won't do the men, uh, but that's a while. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's my second passion is um, language revitalization, and I've done a, a, a bit of research and a bit of writing about that. Uh, my, my third passion actually is the treaty. Um, and because I um, ask myself um, uh, constantly, actually, uh, if I'm the descendant um, of a servant of God who signed the treaty, who signed the covenant, apparently God takes covenants rather seriously. Mm -hmm. so, is that right? Yeah, I guess if you read the book of Joshua, you know, it's uh, quite clear that when God's people enter into covenant, so um, what does that mean for me as a descendant of someone who actually, whose signature is actually on the treaty? Mm. You know, uh, you know, that should you know? I just sort of turn a blind eye and say, "Well, that was nice, great great grandfather," um, but uh, it's something. Is it? How many generations have we got in study? You know, in the treaty? Is it? Is there? Is there a piece of scripture around? You know, around how many generations or are impacted or? You know, does it wear off over time? Sorry? Or is the arrest bite until judgment? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Actually, um, yeah, no, no, no. I really, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, uh, you know, what kind of question is God going to ask us, you know, when we. Know, on that on that day, you know, does he want to ask me, Rangi, did you learn to love? Um, but does that include loving the treaty, though? Um, hmm. So, uh, there's twenty years until twenty forty and the in January. Um, where is the church today in terms of the treaty? Anybody able to um, sum it up in, in a few words? We need to wake up. Oh, okay. Uh, yes? Uh, so I thought your original question referred to the Anglican church. Like, what is the Anglican, or should the Anglican I think it's quite clear the Anglican Church sits on millions of dollars worth of stolen land. Is there a process to investigate that and return it to local knowledge? Yeah. Um, that's an interesting question. I, I guess um, even in the book of Joshua, there's something in the Constitution. I think the issue of um, oh can I sit down? Um, right. Um, recently, I um, yeah okay it's confession time. 
<laughs> you know, confess now where I'm coming from on this. Um, I recently at St John's College, well, actually, three a, a, a couple of well, three years ago at St John's College, we had a symposium, um, sorry, a colloquium, and a general conference on the first 25 years of the Free Templian Church. Uh, and out of that um, colloquium, we had another colloquium, which just happened uh, recently, held at St John's College, on bicultural treaty partnership. And, um, and I asked the question, um, well, I asked several questions, actually. I asked the question, how well will the church be placed in 2040 um, to witness the gospel of love, justice, and peace? Because without a doubt, um, the church's record is going to come under considerable scrutiny at that time. Uh, already, you know, I was just sharing with you about Ngātiro Koa, huge debate about the place of Christianity and the place of the church uh, up there. Um, you know, all those things that I, that I was talking about before, the church being an agent of colonisation, well, there's a lot of truth in that. But it's not the only agent of colonisation, you know, and it's much more than simply an agent of colonisation. But we actually have to, we have to be able to respond to them. I don't think that we can just simply kind of tune out and pretend uh, because you know, the whole thing around colonisation is a major stumbling block for young Ngāti Rokoa. It's a major stumbling block. You can't, can't pretend it's not there. We have to, uh, you know, um, what actually happened with colonisation? Let's, you know, I mean, the truth uh, is that uh, in terms of human history, it's a mix, isn't it? Of the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Uh, so let's give thanks to God for the good and the beautiful. Let's repent the bad and the ugly. And let's try and do something ab about it. Uh, so that we can move down a track that is way more just. There's also two currents. There's the social mm. uh, wars or protocol. Yeah. And there's the spiritual. Uh, on the spiritual, there's complete agreement between all peoples um, that God, praise of God, shall we say, totally yeah? mm -hmm. on the same grounds. In the social laws and with the regulations, that is an issue because it's in those the devil's in the detail, I believe. Yeah? Yeah. So, and I mean that uh, figuratively, uh, literally. Sorry. <laughs> um, so you've got to actually uh, dissociate yourself from the social stuff which is screwed up and keep to the spiritual stuff which is where we are the same. Well, I, um, thank you and I, I hear what you're saying now. Uh, but I, I guess I'm, I'm looking at uh, the mission of the Anglican Church and focusing on the Anglican Church and not the others, um, you know, focus on the Anglican Church, um, that it's, you know, we have, 
Essien conjecture, thus Bland this part of the Anglican Communion worldwide, have committed, of course, to the fivefold uh, marks of mission. Uh, of course, it's around evangelism, discipleship, uh, loving service, uh, changing unjust structures, uh, reconciliation, uh, and of course, caring for the environment. Uh, so, while I, I, I acknowledge what you're saying, I think it is spiritual, um, and um, we don't tonight actually have time to uh, spend, well, <laughs> able to spend more time uh, looking at that. But I think, in terms of the whole mission of the church, um, that we uh, uh, I believe that we were present at um, a deciding that, well, actually, it's a translation uh, promotion and signing uh, of the Tikiriti or Waitangi, a biblically conceived covenant uh, and a constitutionally foundational document. The reality is that um, as a country, as a nation, um, we are going to be faced with uh, the development, I guess, perhaps even of a written constitution. Uh, and I ask the question, um, is God calling us as a church in terms of our ability to witness the gospel of love, justice and peace? whether that is calling the church um, this is the church that's involved in, with the Treaty of Waititi Waitangi will the church also be involved in the development of a new constitution uh, for this uh, for this nation um, the report of the Waitangi Tribunal actually, um, the first report on the Ngāpuhi case in Ngāpuhi um, I have a few challenges, um, but uh, really interesting in terms of uh, what happened in the Bay of Islands and in the north, <coughs> so Okeyama, the first couple of major signings uh, um, on the 6th of February and the 12th of February, 1840, is that it was the view of the uh, Waitangi Tribunal uh, that those chiefs did not see sovereignty. That there's no way they would have signed the treaty. Uh, they can't, they couldn't give away their mana. Uh, and so essentially we um, have two sovereignties now in this land. Um, a crown sovereignty and a Maori sovereignty. Um, so that kind of raises a few interesting issues. This is and not just rangi toki here, this is the Waitangi Tribunal report on the Ngāpuhi case. Um, and, and why am I mentioning some of this stuff to you? Because um, you folks um, are the church, you're the church of the future. And you might say to me, oh, look rangi, you know, um, it's not for us get involved in this stuff and uh, and if that's what God says to you but I believe that God is actually saying to me 
to give you a message. And the message is uh, that uh, the church that you have some affiliation to was there at the beginning. Uh, that the, the, the treaty would never have been signed, it would never have got any traction at all if it hadn't been for the phenomenakana, uh, the relationship between um, uh, the missionary, especially Henry Williams. Henry Williams, folks, you know, um, be honest, Scotty, my heart cries So badly treated. I'm not going to go into details uh, by the colonial administration. Uh, he died a, a broken man in some ways. Uh, in 2023, um, uh, it'll be 200 years since uh, Henry Williams stepped on board this, well, stepped onto the Pentagon. Uh, I believe we as a church need to do something about what happened to Henry Williams. Um, yeah. um, just finishing off, um, how are we going to pray? Are you starting to feel uh, uh, that you want some time? No five minutes. I, um, yeah, I'm going to be like this. I, I, uh, I, I did a bit there up front with you. Um, because my great-great-grandfather signed the treaty as a representative of God in this land, and because I know from reading his own his journals that he did so sincerely, that, um, and because I believe that there's a biblical decency covenant, when you read the language of the treaty, it's, it's got, you know, scripture written all over it. Um, but um, I have been saddened, uh, and I'll put the upfront about this, um, uh, by the fact that our church, um, and the church in general, the body of Christ in this land, um, on Waitangi Day, um, has been well, the voice of the church has been deafeningly silent. Deafeningly silent. Um, the, the missionaries have had quite a bit of bad press, and, and if you listen to Jay Rupa, you know, who you come home, he'll tell you that there's a certain historian who, um, you know, who critiqued what, what um, Henry Williams did. But increasingly, historians are saying that that Henry Williams was a person of great integrity, mm. uh, that he did what he did um, around the treaty um, in, in a, for, with, with the best motives. Really. Mm. So, um, so uh, I propose at this program at St John's um, that we as a church actually start to take you know, because people might say, oh, that's the thing, you know, with um, somebody like my, like me, something. My name is Rangi. And, you know, and some people might think that I'm more um, celestial than terrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's, it's all up here, you know. But, um, uh, 
Um, so I'm actually proposing something really, really concrete here, folks. Um, 6th of February, nice weather, uh, hopefully. Uh, and, um, uh, 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 you know, having a picnic is a very Kiwi thing, isn't it? You know, having a picnic. Um, and so I'm, I'm proposing uh, to the church, to the churches, um, that on the 6th of February, uh, that we picnic the gospel and we picnic the treaty. Uh, that we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, whether you're Māori, Rākāra, whatever ethnic groups, um, that uh, we uh, worship together, uh, that we talk about that missionary history, about the history of the church in this land, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful, uh, and that we uh, have some fun. You know, if, if you've got families there, you know, they're only going to listen for so long. So, um, do we still have three-legged races? Or is it so old school now? No, I do a three-legged race. Actually, you really know who your true friends are. I'll do a three-legged race. Or fix your PowerPoint. Or fix your PowerPoint, yeah. Uh, uh, that's right. Um, and, you know, a spoon on an egg. If you do we still have, you know, this is ancient history, you know, my childhood, you know, go, go back to the Actually, one person one day said to me, Rangi, what, what do you do for fun? I was absolutely bored by this question. Fun? Life's way too serious to have fun. And, um, and I suddenly realised that, you know, I, I, I have things completely out of sync. You know, I need to have way more fun in my life. Anybody else in favour of fun? And um, uh, the only thing is that, um, you know, in terms of Waitangi Day, in the past, of course, um, some people haven't seen it as being particularly funny, uh, Waitangi Day. And um, I much prefer the term commemorate rather than celebrate. I think celebration because you've got a little bit way to go, a little bit of way to go. But I think that we should have some fun, though, can't we? And, um, yeah, and then sort of cheer, crying together, um, you know, churches. So in Otaki, we're, we're going to have um, a, uh, a picnic. And, uh, yeah. And... Uh, you know, what does the church have to say to the nation on Waitangi Day? Yeah. Do you think we could come up with something? You know, there must be something. Well, I am asking you. <laughs> you know, is there something that, uh, um, mm, that we can actually say to fellow New Zealanders? Um, or do we have to, you know, 
because they're not appropriate for the church to say in them, but I'm waiting for them. Well, I'm going to be bold. You did pray over me that I could be bold. Mm. Yeah, so I'm actually in favour of bold transformation. But it has to be a certain kind of bold transformation. It has to line up with the gospel. It has to be bold, loving transformation. Do you think? And having a pattern is a bit too bold. It's dark. It's... Um, bold and loving, you think? Know, um, pick or maybe not bold, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um folks that's probably uh, this is a little bit of an introduction I guess. Um, to uh, uh, to I guess me as a as an individual, as a person. Um, um I'm as I said earlier, um, thank you, Scotty, for asking me. Uh, but I am committed to trying to finish the race well and handing on the baton well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a bit of a seed sower. Um, I detect, however, that in this room, uh, there's, some, there's quite a bit of fertile soil here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing a lot of stony soil. You know, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But I, I'd be happy to. You asked me a while back, Scotty, if I was um, would be prepared to journey with blueprint. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, now having been here and you know, looked at the people. <laughs> yeah, we passed. <laughs> I, I think that yeah, we we could um, you know, I hesitate to use the word partnership, but you know, uh, I can't think of any other. Fanongatanga, Fanongatanga. I just want to finish on uh, this and just note that recently the Tikanga Māori, the Māori Anglican Church. Had its had its um, uh, biennial uh, conference, Tirunanganui, which is held in uh, Masterton. And the highlight of that uh, Runanganui for me was the sermon delivered by uh, the Tikanga Māori Archbishop. Do you know who that is? No. Don Tamahiri. Don. Kamihiri, Bishop of Tairapiti. Uh, and um, I was just really blown away by, uh, by what Archbishop Tom said. Uh, he really challenged the church, he challenged Tikanga Māori. Uh, and you can, uh, I'm here, I guess, as Archdeacon uh, uh, Don uh, is here, we're, we're part of the Māori Anglican Church. Um, but this is the encouragement that we got from the Archbishop. And he said, wouldn't it be wonderful, he said, if the church was known for three things. Irrepressible kindness. You know, I, I like the sound of that. Irrepressible kindness. 
it's got a it's a bit of a got a bit of a punch to it, hasn't it? Irrepressible kindness. Second thing was unwavering um, generosity. Yes, I think I will come along to Blue Heights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I, I, I believe that, uh, that yes, I am committed to radical phenomena, the radical development of relationships. Mm. Mm. And I'm committed to radical manakitanga. Mm. which is radical hospitality, it's radically caring for mm. one another. Mm. So on that basis, folks, um, I'm here. Mm. All right.